We're all supposed to do one better than what came before. But is it the doing or the trying that matters? I'm Shannon Hayes, and you're listening to Season 4, Episode 16 of The Hearth of Setbush Hollow. Sepush Hollow Chronicles and Lessons from a Life Tied to Family, Community, and the Land. I'm Shannon Hayes, and I operate Sepush Hollow Farm with three generations of my family in the northern Catskill Mountains of upstate New York. I'm the chef owner of Sepush Cafe, a farm to table and neighbor to neighbor experience, open Saturdays 9 to 2 from April through November in our tiny hamlet of West Fulton. And I'm also the author of a few books, including Radical Homemakers, The Grass Fed Gourmet, and Redefining Rich. King Solver's Demon Copperhead. Joanne Harris's Broken Light. Both books are on my mind nonstop. They are masterful. Fabulous character arcs, great storylines, gorgeous writing. Both examine major social issues of our time and both do it while pulling me into stories so enthralling I lose hours of sleep each night reading to the crooning of the crickets, unable to put them down. I want to be able to do that with my work. At 49, I am not where they are in their storytelling. I'm not that prolific. I'm not that wise. I'm not that skilled. There was a time when I told myself I was going to do it better. I think there were a lot of areas in my life where I was going to do it better. I was going to parent better than my parents. I was going to run the business better than them. I was going to have a better work-life balance. I was going to figure out how to have a family business that my kids truly loved and wanted to continue to be a part of. I was also going to be a professional chef and a jazz saxophone player. I remember summer nights when the moon was high, casting shadows of the maples across the lawn at the farm, long after mom and dad went to bed, putting on Benny Carter, listening to his blues licks and the crickets, dancing around the maples, alive with the excitement of a life where I was going to not just do it all, but I was going to do it all better. I'm reminded of this the other night. Bob has joined another community theater production and has gone out to play practice, leaving the girls and me with an evening to ourselves. We eat supper out on the screen porch as the sun drops below the horizon and Ula starts telling me what she's been learning in a female reproduction class she's taking online. 
There's no way I'm having kids, she tells me. I nod. That's a pretty normal conclusion to make at 16 when you're taking a female reproduction class. Saoirse joins her. I'm not having kids, and I'm not having a partner either, she reports. I'm selfish, and I'm not letting my life get stolen from me. So will you be joining me in my dotage? I ask her. I just want a cat, she tells me. Their conversation drifts to how they're going to travel, design, create, sing, and live better. And I hear that cricket band once more, backing up the dreams of young women as they sing out into the night air, pulsing, 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 the rhythm pounding into all of us that we are allowed to imagine the impossible. Well, I think getting married to your dad and having you kids were the two greatest things I've done with my life, I say softly, my own improv solo over the crickets. And why is it that a woman has to say that? Sersha asks. She's taking the solo now. You come into this world for a life and you define it by the husband and the children? I'm not falling for that. Would you have this life if I hadn't given you one? And would I have this joy? If you hadn't come, I think of my own dreams sung out over crickets from so many summer nights, of wanting to write better than Barbara Kingsolver, of wanting to conceive deeply imaginative stories better than Joanne Harris, of wanting to play sax better than Benny Carter, of wanting to sing better than Ella Fitzgerald, of wanting to be better at farming and parenting than my mom and dad. I juxtapose them against my life achievements. Some books a lot of essays, a cafe, a small family farm, local jazz band practice on Tuesday nights during the school year, and then my family, my husband, the love of my life, my mom and dad, two of my best friends in the world, these kids who keep me up late on this summer night as the stars slowly emerge to cast light upon the ideas they share. Whether or not they'll have kids or take partners, how they'll run the business differently, how they'll travel more, create more, do more. And those dreams and ideas have one resounding theme, beating loud like the song of those crickets. They're going to do it better. It isn't my place to say, oh, someday you'll change your mind. Someday your biological clock will start ticking and you long for the things I longed for. Someday you might regret never having a family. Someday you'll realize it's the best part of your life because I honestly have no idea where this 16-year-old and 19-year-old will land on any of these matters. There is nothing I dislike more than a person who sees themselves as an authority telling me that I don't know my own mind. The very idea is out of harmony with the musical possibility that rings through on a summer night. I know only my own mind. I can imagine what might be going through their heads, but I cannot pretend to know theirs. What matters is that they have the space to let their minds go, to let them imagine not how they could follow in my footsteps, but how they could do it better. I still can't write like Barbara Kingsolver and Joanne Harris, but every time I read their work, I try a little harder and understand a little bit more about the craft. 
I still can't play like Benny Carter, but every day I sit down with my saxophone and practice simple blues scales and little jazz riffs, I'm improving my musical memory, my dexterity, my lung capacity, and growing as a musician. We still rarely achieve the sales goals I set for the farm. But boy, is it fun to sit with Bob and Mom and Dad over cocktails after boxing up chickens on a Sunday night, imagining creative ways to improve our marketing and do things better. I'm still not the best chef, but every day I flip through recipes, then experiment with new dishes or techniques to try in the cafe. And where am I on the scale of things? Well, I do some things better than others, but nothing as well as I wish. But it's not being better than that makes a person happy. It's really about the quest, the effort we extend to achieve something that makes us grow or that lets us dream out across the crickets on a summer night. That's where I have found my happiness. The best part, however, really has been my family. Yes, they interrupt me when I write. Yes, they distract me from practicing my sex with their health needs, their emotional needs, their noise and their mess. But they've been with me on the quest. They've been part of the journey to build a business that honors family, community, and planet above dollars and cents and prestige. They've joined me in the concerts, read the books, tasted the recipes, challenged my ideas around the kitchen table, and all of that made the quest to be better than fulfilling, even if the quest never gets fulfilled. So on this summer night, as bugs ping against the screens to get to our lights, as the crickets once again call upon the music of our imaginations, we pull our knees up to our chests and keep talking. I see the next chapter in all these delights, their ideas, their dreams. They're going to do it better too. And I get to watch, listen, and learn. Then I slip away to my bedroom, pull out another Joanne Harris novel, crack the window so that the crickets can sing me to sleep and keep dreaming about how I might do it better too. Sackwish Cafe is open and ready to serve you every Saturday from 9 to 2 through the last Saturday before Thanksgiving, although we will be closed October 21 and 29 to go on vacation. You can check out the weekly prefix farm-to-table specials on the blog at sapwish.com. Our online website, sapwishfarmstore.com, is stocked with our grass-fed and pastured meats and eggs, as well as wool bedding and yarn. Feel free to check it out, or better yet, if you're in the area, feel free to drop by the honor store any time of the day or night, located in the little red shed at the back of the cafe parking lot. The address is 832 West Fulton Road, West Fulton, New York. If you'd like to come see us for a getaway, our farm-to-table retreat on Panther Creek is taking bookings through Airbnb, and Tibbetts House will once again be available starting this fall. If you want to stay on top of cafe and farm specials, farm happenings, or follow my musings on the blog when the podcast goes silent in the fall and winter, be sure to head over to the website at either satbush.com or theradicalhomemaker.net and sign up for the newsletter. We do not do social media, so this is the only way to keep tabs on us. Plus, when you do, you can download a free workbook that pairs with my latest book, Redefining Rich, winner of a Nautilus and an Axiom Medal. If you enjoy the slower things in life, you can also join our snail mail list and get Ula's hand-drawn postcards with notices about special offers and our CSA program. You can even be entered in a drawing to win a free CSA share by emailing me at shannon at with your address. If you enjoyed this, 
please take a few minutes to leave a review. This helps other folks to find my work. And please share this podcast with friends and family. It helps take the ideas to spread. Better still, you can help make the magic happen for as little as $1 a month by hopping over to Patreon and looking up Shannon Hayes. Or if it's easier, you can also donate to support the podcast by sending a check to Shannon Hayes, care of Sapbush Hollow Farm, 832 West Fulton Road, West Fulton, New York, 12194. And that's a really important thing to do because all of this, the podcast, the blog, the novels and the books, and the creative recharging that happens over fall and winter are a result of the support of my patrons on Patreon. And this week, I'd like to send a shout out to my patrons, Jen flanders Dadek and Amy Renault. <laughs> Thank you, folks. I could not do it without you. In case you were wondering, this podcast was produced and edited by the sexiest man alive, my husband, Bob Hooper. And the great music we're listening to comes to us from Emery. Thanks for listening and have a great week. So